0: Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. This is part four of our series on Live a Life Worthy of his return. And uh, as you can see, uh, the events that are happening around the world uh, is coinciding with what the scriptures has predicted long time ago. And so it's uh, we're living in uh, more exciting times compared than last decade. And uh, because of that, we know that the return of the king is nearer today compared to 2,000 years ago. If 2,000 years ago or the early church believed that Jesus, uh, the coming of the Lord is near, how much more today? And so, the the thing is, the question is, how should we live our lives for God? How should we live our lives worthy of His coming? Okay, in Matthew chapter twenty four verse forty four says so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. First Peter four seven says The end, the end of all things is near, therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Colossians one ten says so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And so friends, in this series, we will tackle important matters of the heart so we can truly prepare ourselves and be ready for His return okay so join us again today as we continue our study again we are on part four which is a continuation of point number three okay this is the continuation of what we started last week feeding the hungry caring for the poor and the needy all right so let's continue where we ended last week Uh, okay we are on letter d right now instruction to those who are rich now this is for those who are rich i I believe i mentioned this already last week but i want to mention it again Uh, this is for the rich not just financially wealthy but uh, those that have lots of uh, resources and means. You know, I, I mean, you have too much entrustments in your hands that you have the power to share it with others. And so, listen, this is the story of the young rich ruler, rich man, okay, who asked Jesus what he could do, what he should do, or what does he lack to, you know, to obtain eternal life. Uh, Matthew 19, let's jump directly to verse 21 of Matthew chapter 19. Jesus answered that young rich ruler. Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man... Verse 22, when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. So, you see, uh, this was not, this command or this answer, this reply of Jesus, you know, he he could not, you know, I, I think, This is uh, my opinion. I think uh, he would never hear such a command from the Lord Jesus Christ to go sell his possessions and give it to the poor if he did not ask for more. (laughs) Okay? So, it's like, supposedly... And, and by the way, as you can see, he said, Give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And what? You will have treasure in heaven. So supposedly, from the Lord's reply to him, uh, he has an assurance to receive a reward, a sure treasure in heaven, if he complied to what the Lord told him, Right? Because Jesus said, Go sell your possessions and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. So that's a sure reward. (laughs) Okay. That's a a sure treasure in heaven. But the context. The context was referring to the man's query. Remember? Verse 20. He asked, All the All those, uh, All these I have kept, said the man. The young man said, what do I still lack? Okay, he told the Lord Jesus Christ, I've been, you know, I followed the Ten Commandments, okay, uh, since since he was young, okay, or, you know. So, what else does he lack? What what?" Do I still lack? That is his question to the Lord Jesus. That's why the Lord asked him, okay, okay, if that is what you want, if you want to be perfect, Jesus said, go sell your possessions. Okay, so that's another level, all right? So the issue is not for every rich person. The issue is not for every wealthy person to sell All their possessions, okay? Because this rich young man was asking Jesus for more, okay? And or what more can he do? What else besides doing, following the commandments, okay? What else can he do, etc.? So he asked for more, so he got more, all right? (laughs) Which was much for him to handle or to comply, all right? So, be careful what you ask God for, okay? Because you will lose opportunities if you don't comply, (laughs) okay? And you will regret it. So, continuing or going back to the rich people of our days, to this present days, I believe not all rich people are commanded to sell their possessions. This is not for all people, but Many of the rich people of today, you know, are commanded by scriptures to use their wealth wisely, okay? To use their wealth wisely to be a blessing to many, especially uh, to the less fortunate, okay? It's called what? Stewardship. I believe that is the calling to all the rich people Today, okay, stewardship. How much of everything entrusted to you are utilized for God's glory? So, if you're rich, okay, <laughs> uh, if you fall in the cat- category of uh, wealthy people, so how much of God's in- entrustments, okay, in your hands are utilized for the glory of of God. Meaning, if you're wealthy, okay, how much of what you have, okay, give glory to God? All right? Or how much profit God is gaining from the entrustments in your hands? Okay, how much? So, if you read, there's a parable in the the scripture, about the parable of the talents. Okay, just read it after this uh, message. But actually, you know, one day we are going to stand before God and give an account to everything that was entrusted to us or everything that, you know, passed through our hands, through our care. Okay? So it's called stewardship. Okay, so be a good steward of all his entrustments, and do not waste what you have, but give your best to help, uh, to help advance the kingdom of God. Okay, uh, care for the poor, care for the needy, feed the hungry. All right. So here's the scripture commanding the rich. Even the rich of today to use their wealth wisely. One word again stewardship. Okay, so this is God's instruction to those who are rich. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to verse 19. It says, Command, okay, listen to this. It says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant. Nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our, what? Enjoyment. Verse 18, command them to do good, to be rich in what? In good deeds, and to be generous. Okay? To be what? Generous and willing to share. Alright? Verse 19, In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Alright? So, I hope you got that because uh, you see... To whom much is given, much is required. Much is required. <laughs> okay, so, well, praise the Lord because there are really people, brethren of ours who, who, who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're rich, but at the same time, they're doing something to help the poor, to help the needy. You know, they're doing things to help the poor. Or may even uh, grow uh, their food or or uh, uh, do something, you know, to earn for living. So, the Lord is good, right? So, some of the rich people, they provide work for others who are looking for a job, okay? So, they help, and, and that's a good thing, okay? But... Uh, but of course, it is only God who can judge if we, if we're using His entrustments 100%, or maybe only 50%, 25% of His entrustment of the talents that He entrusted us are being utilized. So, uh, my challenge to those who are rich right now, you know, you know how to, you know. Uh, you know, you know what you have in your hands. Okay, try to make sure that nothing sleeps in the ground. Meaning to say that uh, if you have a property, for instance, you know, make use of it, okay? Do not allow that property to sleep to to you know to bear nothing, okay. To 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 you know, you want the land to be productive, okay. Um, so I, I believe uh, you understand the point because, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. So make sure, make sure that God's entrustments, you know, uh, the Lord gets the glory, all right. <clears throat> now, well. Maybe to some of you, you can argue, you know, about such giving uh, is is the the command to to give, to share, to you know, is for the rich only. Okay, so maybe some of you think I am excused from that burden because I am not rich. Well, if you think. Uh, you are exempted from giving to the poor, you're exempted from giving or helping the needy or feeding the hungry just because you are poor yourself, well, here's the answer. (laughs) There will always be people that are poorer than us. Okay? (laughs) If you think you are poor, someone out there is poorer than you. (laughs) so in that case you are rich okay (laughs) All right. so yes most people think they are still poor but if you if you look at their house what they have you know uh, they don't look poor okay compared to the people who sleep in the streets right so none of us you know none of us is exempted in giving to the poor in this subject of, you know, telling us to extend help, you know, uh, to help, uh, to care for the poor and the needy, all right? Now, let me give you an example of a rich man who attended to the needs of the poor, Well, uh, this really struck me. I think it was last week, no, 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 around two weeks ago. I was working and I, you know, while working, I'm listening to scriptures, and I was on Acts 10, and I, 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 you know, I know I read this. Of course, I read this before, but you know, there are times when the scriptures is are read to you, and then you have a new revelation. And wow! So, Acts chapter 10, verse one says. At Syria there was a man named Cornelius a centurion okay so meaning to say he is an officer a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment He and all his family were devout and god-fearing He gave generously, listen to this, He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Wow! Verse 3, One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius, Cornelius. Verse 4, Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Let me read that again. The angel answered Cornelius, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial Offering before God. You see, on earth, Cornelius was giving generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. And, you know, most people do not notice that. Okay. And I don't believe Cornelius was taking photos while helping the poor (laughs) taking selfish while while helping the poor i don't think he did that because uh, there were there were no cell phones before but he did it anyway because you know he he loves god and he cares for he cared for people that's why he cared for people but let me tell you this god noticed it okay he when we think nobody knows when we, you know, ex- extend help to the needy and the poor, you see, what did the angel said say to um, Cornelius? He told Cornelius, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a what? Mem- memorial offering. It's an offering to, go- to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you see, it, it, you know, Helping the poor blesses the heart of God. Okay, now verse ten, and I'm sorry, verse thirty, Acts ten thirty. Let's jump to verse thirty. Now this is Cornelius. You know he answered uh, Peter. Okay, because Peter said, "Why am I here? What, 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 uh, what is the purpose? Why you, you know, you called for me?" Um, So Cornelius answered um, Peter. He said, Three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. So, you see, again, uh, the Lord knows. Okay, the Lord will notice your 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 heart and care for the poor okay so technically the poor the poor has a special place in the heart in god's heart right you remember last sunday we read uh, to you deuteronomy 24:19 uh, that uh, that you know uh, the context was that God cares for the poor, for the needy, the fatherless, the widow, the hungry okay? Um, Deuteronomy 24:19. So the point is um, again, the poor has a special place in God's heart. Now let us uh, proceed to some biblical instructions to those who belong to To the family of God, you know, in the family of believers, okay? Uh, Luke chapter 3, verse 11. I I think this one is uh, John the Baptist, you know, telling uh, people, Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same, so again John answered Luke 3:11 Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none <laughs> Who has none right And anyone who has food should do the same So imagine this you know this is so simple right But why is this so important As special mention in scriptures, well, again, we will one day be accountable to all the excess that uh, the excess we have kept and not need or use. Like if you have 10 shirts and you use only three shirts every month, just three, you know, you have 10, so you use only three so what is the use of the seven shirts <laughs> so those are excess like you know maybe some of those or one of the seven you will use for special occasions okay understood but the thing is this I do believe that all of us you know uh, we have things in our um wardrobe that we don't need we don't want or you know and maybe there are people near us maybe homeless who has only one pair okay of clothes so you know we just read to you Luke 11:3 that anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none Okay, so why not practice that? Why not do that? Why not try try to walk or do like a prayer walk, you know, in the evening? So you will see people who do not have, you know, who are homeless, because uh, if you do that on daytime, you know, you'll see all kinds of people walking in the street. So you cannot tell, except uh, if it's uh, late in the evening. And uh, the homeless <laughs> will remain outside. So friend, this, uh, the thing is um, you know, people today, even if they have oh, they already have enough clothes for themselves, you know, uh, they continue or they buy more shirts at the mall, Just because they're on sale, right? Like for example, three for 100. (laughs) Oh, sale, tonight is sale, midnight sale. So they go and buy some more. But, uh, you know, uh, they don't really need it. They don't really need it. So, but what I want you to think about is think about the day of the Lord, okay? God, I mean will god find us faithful steward of his entrustments so that's it you know make use of everything that god has entrusted you okay let's give let's share to those who doesn't have you know if if you don't have okay today while i'm preaching here if you who are listening to us right now if you don't have clothes to wear Alright, you only have one set of clothes, which is the thing that you're wearing wearing right now. Then send, send us a message, okay? Your gender, your size, your address. So, you know, we can s- send something to you if you don't have, <laughs> okay? But, you know, if you have more than enough, then my challenge to you is share... Um, the things that you don't really need okay the, the the some of your shirts or maybe clothes clothings that uh, even those who are that are unused okay maybe it's not your type okay but you know people out there you know they're not going to complain <laughs> whatever color you will give them be, be, as long as it will keep them warm Uh, in the night. So, hallelujah. Okay? So, again, um, just walk around your place uh, and uh, you will see the homeless, the needy, the hungry. And God um, wants us to care for them or at least extend help, maybe food, since, uh, of course, our resources are, are also limited. So, Moving to the next scripture, Uh, Romans twelve thirteen. It says, "Share." Now this is for the brethren. Okay, this is for the family of God. Twelve thirteen. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. So not just you know, we don't share only to the people outside the church, but even with the people. Okay. Our brethren who are in need. Okay, I will read again. First, Romans chapter twelve verse thirteen says, "Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So let us be kind to one another. Okay, let us uh, accept one another and love one another. You know, especially those to those who belong to the family of God. You know, let's." Uh, if they are in need, let's extend. And if you have, why not help them, okay? You have uh, the power in your hands to help, so extend help. Thank you. All right. So now uh, we're on uh, James chapter 2, 15 to 16. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but, this, but that's nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? Right. <laughs> How can you just... Turn them away. Turn them away. You know, just you know, tell them to God bless you, or be well fed. Uh, may the Lord bless you, and then <laughs> turn them away. And you know that their stomach is empty. They're hungry. You know, their hands are shaking. They lack energy because they 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 don't have a you know food or well. Friend, I want to remind you the Lord is watching us. Um, The Lord is monitoring our hearts. If you read Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, not just individually, but even as a church, the Lord is monitoring. He is, you know, always monitoring us. So be careful with what you think, what you plan. um, everything nothing is hidden from the eyes of God and and so friends uh, if there's something we want from God besides salvation we want his favor right we want God's favor we want God's protection so we want his attention right you want God's attention care care for the poor for the needy. Be generous. Give generously generously to those who are in need. And feed the hungry. If you know somebody is hungry, feed them. We we, we, we you know even with a, a very small act of you know, maybe just anything that you can give so they can fill their stomach. And that's why it's wisdom for us to bring, like, food or biscuit or bread, you know, whenever we drive around the city. Because from time to time, somebody will come knocking at the window. (laughs) And most of the time, I don't have anything to give. But the thing is this. This message is a reminder to all of us, right? Right. Okay, so, hallelujah. Because God is training us how to give, not not to be. Uh, uh, I mean, not to be greedy, but God wants us to be generous. Okay. Hallelujah. So. 1 John chapter 3 verse 17 to 18 If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them how can the love of God be in that person wow How can the love of God be in that person if the one who has material possessions you know you know does not show pity on the brethren who are in need? That's a good question right there, right? 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. That's why in verse 18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Yeah. All right. So, um, You know, even with uh, the tithes and offerings, some people say, well, tithes is in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, you know, that that was no longer highlighted. You know, there are so many debates on this. But don't you understand, if you read the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, yes, tithes were so emphasized in the Old Testament because it was the introduction. The Lord was uh, introduced Tithing to his people, okay, in the Old Testament. So they learn, they understand to give back to the Lord. They so they 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 will uh, realize that blessings comes from God, and that when you give back to the Lord, you are honoring God. You are acknowledging that it is God who provided for all your needs, and so you see. <clears throat> point is. Point is. God is teaching us how to be generous and not to be greedy, okay? And there is a principle why God is teaching. Now, that is not my subject for today. But my point is this, though it was an introductory thing in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, they say, oh, no more tithing. Oh, listen to this. In the New Testament, it is more than tithing, okay? Okay? Where is that in the Bible? Okay, you read the writing of Paul in Corinthians. Okay? He used the word generosity. Generosity. Okay? Generosity meaning to say, um, it it is not just 10%, but generosity. You remember the Lord Jesus Christ when, uh, you know, during the giving, in, yes, and uh, there was this widow. He, he, Jesus said that widow gave more than ev- everyone else. Why is that? Because he, that the, that coin was his her everything, <laughs> is all, all she got. So it, it's still percentage. It's not how much you put into the box, okay? But it's how much do you have, okay? How much did you take from what you have? All right? Do you understand? So the point is, um, what I I forget what point. Anyway, so the point is, yes, generosity. So in the New Testament, it's not just tithing. It is about what? Generosity. So Old Testament is just introduction, tithing, 10%, given to the Lord. Okay, don't be stingy. Okay, don't be greedy. But be generous, so that is the point. So those who give unto the Lord to the work of the Lord, they also have a share in the uh, in in God's uh, in the day of the Lord. You know, when God will uh, in the reckoning day of reckoning, when God will reward those who deserve to receive rewards. So in the Bible says even those who give a cup of water. Let's say to a prophet, to the servant of the Lord, will receive this uh, reward also. Okay? Uh, so simple. Very simple. Just a cup of water <laughs> and you get the reward. <laughs> you share a reward with that uh, servant of the Lord. So, with that principle, okay, how much more if you give to missionaries? to pastors to those who serve the lord that's why when you give tithes and offering you don't enrich the pastor unless there is corruption in the in the church system okay or uh, they they're not following the biblical way on how to spend the tithes and offering because the, the tithes and the offering have a specific purpose so if if your church is not doing that then something is wrong but if your church is a Bible-believing church where the the Word of God is the final authority, then I suppose, I believe that everything has a specific, you know, I mean, the the tithes, the offering, the missions offering, they have the regular offering uh, for regular missions for uh, international uh, work of the Lord to help, let's say, Israel or whatever. So, th- there is already a designated, okay, uh, purpose for for the finances that uh, being offered or given unto the Lord through the church. So the church uh, is tasked to um, to to share um, to spend, okay, to spend. Whichever it thinks uh, uh, the, the the money is needed, okay? For, for whatever vision and purpose they have, uh, well, it is the Lord who gives them the vision so they know where to spend the money that was contributed by the people in the church, okay? So you must understand that. So, um all right. So the point is, uh, it's the heart that God is monitoring. It's not about tithing. It's not about just ten percent tithes, ten uh, another ten percent for offering, which is your giving unto the Lord. Because the ten percent you have not given to the Lord yet, because ten percent God said that is mine. So you're just giving what is His. You're giving it back to Him. Okay. But if you really try to think of it, everything we have are his nothing is ours so why do we keep <laughs> why do we keep things from god okay since it all belongs to god now the issue is the heart okay the heart all right god is teaching us not to be greedy but to be generous all right so that is why every time we challenge people to give unto the Lord. Okay, we have uh, one last verse, and then, and, 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 and then <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, we're going to extend this part. Uh, this particular subject on uh, caring for the poor and needy and feeding the hungry next week okay uh, but i want to close with this scripture ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 because you know we have still we have more scriptures to read and we don't we don't have much time we have uh, another service to attend to all right. So, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 says, "Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer." And I hope no one is stealing <laughs> in the church, okay? I hope. I just hope. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work. What what's that again? Must work meaning it is expected of us that God's people okay all of us must be busy doing something we must all you know work or earn for living right we must work but must work let's say you don't have work right now you know um, you tried to apply you know to but because of the pandemic and and inflation inflation or anything you know maybe companies of today are not hiring since uh, a lot of uh, business uh, establishments closed down so you have no work you can plant right find some you know there are many ways uh, that we can make ourselves busy (laughs) Just do something useful with your hands, okay? That's what the Bible says. So, the Bible says, Must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Let me say that again. Work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need okay still okay we are told to share with those who are in need that's why we conduct free urban farming training okay and now we're on module 2 part 2 today later this afternoon we will continue that uh, i mean in our module 2 Uh, Because we want to create jobs, okay? Most people today are jobless. So, one of the mission of the church, uh, our mission, I mean, we want, okay, the church must create jobs or livelihood programs, okay? It's because, you know what? I thought to myself, I cannot feed everyone in church when there's food shortage, but we or we can teach everyone in church to grow their own food, right? And to spread the word or or to teach others how to grow their own food also. Okay? And we encourage people to do natural farming because technically you can simply use grass, okay, or weeds, okay? Those unwanted grass, the weeds to fertilize your soil, okay, or your plants. So, uh, we call that survival farming, all right? So, our advocacy or uh, all our effort is geared, efforts, okay, are geared towards helping the poor because there are those who cannot afford to buy fertilizers, you know? That is why we're, we're, teaching people how to do natural farming now if if you cannot if if you think you're poor you know and 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 uh, fertilizer for you is expensive and you cannot plant because you know you don't have money or budget to buy fertilizers well maybe natural farming is for you consider that I mean try it okay natural farming is a farming that requires us to first understand how God designed nature that he created okay so he God is the one who created nature and the ecosystem okay how how plants microorganisms how you know their function how they complement okay so the more you understand the symbiosis of God's creation the more you will appreciate and understand how the creation how the whole or the entire creation is connected to the creator okay because it is impossible for everything to just exist by themselves without being created okay that's why the bible says in the beginning God in the what the beginning, God created, okay, the heavens and the earth. So you will see God's hand signature over everything, okay. It's it's like even the days, you know, the number of days. God's number is imprinted in in everything, in the ecosystem and how things work, you know, uh, you know while. Hallelujah! I, I'm so, I'm so blessed. You know, the, the more I study uh, about uh, natural farming, the more I realize uh, the greatness of our God. And you see, man's effort or intervention lean on isolating one from the other, while God intended plants, animals, microorganisms in their in their ecosystem to interact and complement with, with each other. Meaning to say, everything that God created has a purpose. You, you see, uh, anyway, that's not my lecture right now. But the, the thing is that everything has a purpose. And you will be amazed once you understand the purpose, then you know what to do okay what to do uh, it's like everything has a purpose to help you with your farming <laughs> there was there was a time my my daughter and I we were lying down outside you know in the, at, in the lawn uh, one evening we were looking at the sky and the stars and she asked me that I have a question okay is she said, what is the purpose of house pli- flies? You know, house flies. You know, at that moment, I, I don't have an answer. I mean, she said, well, I know the purpose of this, of that, you know, other animals. But house flies, I mean, or like mosquitoes. What is the purpose of a, a fly? House fly. And and, and I ha- actually in my mind <laughs> at that time when i was asked i thought maybe just to annoy people <laughs> but you know what i i realized the one of their purpose is this you know when god because looking back when god created flies before the fall you know before sin before adam and eve sinned Maybe they have a different purpose, but but now, what is their purpose? Well, one of their purpose, we know, is that they are, what? Decomposers. <laughs> they bring the germs <laughs> to, to decompose something that's dead, okay? So that we don't get sick, you know, they, but of course I understand that they, they can also bring germs <laughs> to our food <laughs> and we get sick but they, but the point is they have a purpose. Now if you study natural farming you you, you will understand a lot and, and you will learn a lot of decomposers okay the including the invisible ones and how uh, they will you know serve as a, you know, how they can be a blessing to you. And we call them the beneficial bacterias <laughs> working underground uh, and also the fungi or fungi or however you want to pronounce it. You know, how they, they um, the, the symbiotic relationship that these microorganisms uh, build with the, uh, roots of the plants so now i you, you realize the importance of these microorganisms that will build a lifelong <laughs> uh, relationship with the plants so okay so uh, everything that god created has a purpose you just need to know it and and um, so you can so it it can work for you Okay so those microorganisms will work for you so you have plenty of workers in your farm okay that you do not you do not pay them salary every month <laughs> you just feed them and they will feed your plants okay so that's how easy it is all right so if you don't have money you cannot afford to buy fertilizers consider natural farming it's a farming for the poor that's why we teach free urban farming because we want to help the poor alright so God bless you everyone Uh, we will continue I believe uh, next week uh, is going to to be the last part of our point number 3 which is feeding the hungry, caring for the poor and needy and again, the poor, the needy, the widow, the fatherless, the hungry, they have a special place in God's heart. That is why don't close your eyes, don't turn them away, okay? Just like Keith Green uh, say, said in his song, Don't close your eyes. And pretend the job's done. <laughs> okay? So, if you don't know that song, <laughs> you might as well browse it in the internet. It's a good song. It's a song. What's the title? Asleep in the Light, Asleep in the light by Keith Green. Again, title of the song Asleep in the Light by Keith Green. All right? so thank you everyone see you again next week let's pray Father thank you so much for this time an opportunity that we can bless the brethren who are watching us online and everyone who are out there hungry for your message bless them Lord now the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you. and give His peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen. Okay, see you again next week. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook. Where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com/slash God bless.